This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. So I'll just say this. We made the, we made the pitch to um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, we decided that wasn't where we're going to go. I'm still running for speaker, and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I want to go talk with a, a few of my colleagues. Particularly, I want to talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me um, so that we can move forward and begin to work for the American Are people. Jim Jordan is not going anywhere. It's Natalie G. Winters. It is Thursday, October 19th, year of our Lord, 2023, hosting War Room, filling in for Stephen K. Bannon. And just like Jim Jordan, I'm sure the War Room posse is not going anywhere when it comes to calling your members, making sure that we hold the line. There's just been some reporting coming out from Jake Sherman over at Punchbowl that even David Joyce, sort of the author, uh, the architect of this idea to extend uh, McHenry to become the speaker light, uh, as Matt Gates called it, uh, that he's going to be revising that resolution potentially. But as you guys know, the big interests, the special interests in Washington, D.C. do not go down without a fight. So it is all the much more imperative for you to be continuing to call your representatives, you guys have probably picked up by now. I am not in studio. I am out of town. I'm not in Washington, D.C. I guess I chose a, a good week to skip town, but don't worry. We'll be focusing on our nation's imperial capital for most of this show. Joining me to discuss all of this and so much more is Mark Pauletta. Now, Mark, before we get into, of course, the importance to continue uh, with the calling of our representatives and where we actually stand with Jim Jordan and all of that, I'd love if you could just sort of frame going forward. I know we were talking before the show how you were were sort of behind the scenes. You worked on the confirmation hearings of Clarence Thomas. Given that, using that as a paradigm, how would you advise Team you know Team Jordan, Team MAGA uh, going forward to actually get the votes and become Speaker of the House like we so desperately need? Natalie, thanks for having me on. And you're right. Uh, the defining sort of moment that I learned so much from was working on the, the Justice Clarence Thomas confirmation fight back in 1991, right, 32 years ago. And the lesson I learned in that fight was stand and fight and never back down and take the fight to your opponents. And that what, that's what needs to happen right now. Jim Jordan is the only Republican who can get 217 votes. Everyone needs to understand that and recognize that. There are these past grievances, you know, that need to be put aside and we need to move forward. And the, and the Jordan people need to stay, stay in the fight. They need to take it, you know, to, to be, go on offense. These 20 holdouts, what's their problem? Who, is, who would they support? You know, this, this idea 
which was this fever pitch this morning of this temporary um, pro tem, speaker pro tem idea, is an absolute absurdity and a surrender. And it would be a betrayal to the, to the voters, the American people who put the Republicans in charge of the House to bring and keep, keep their promises. And, and that type of proposal would turn over the House to the Democrats. It's unacceptable. And the Jordan people, as, as Jim just said right there, he's going back to the floor. He's going to look for another another vote. And, and my view is you just keep voting until you, you become a, your elected speaker, because there's no one else who can do it right now. So for, from your perspective, the Jordan team, they don't quite seem to be you know the killers that you have on the other side of the Republican Party, right? The McHenry's. Uh, the Scalises of the world, right? They, th- their knives are out. Of course, they, they are no match for uh, the callers from the War Room posse, but they play hard. They play for keeps. Um, why do you think Team Jordan or, you know, really this coalition of people, which, like you said, is the majority of the Republican conference, why have we not seen these continued votes, right? McCarthy had to go through, it was it over a dozen rounds? Why do you think they keep having these intermittent breaks? Because as Steve has said on this program repeatedly, it's in those breaks that, you know, the lobbyists, the special interests over at Capitol Grill or Capitol Hill Club uh, can really get their hooks into these members. And that's why you've probably seen some of the, the numbers of the original 20 grow. Yeah, look, I, I, again, it, it starts at the top. You know, going back to Justice Thomas's confirmation, Justice Thomas was a fighter. He didn't back down. Jim Jordan is a fighter. Nobody will ever accuse him of not being a fighter. Okay, and he's an effective fighter. So uh, I think his staff is great. Uh, I think they're going to get the job done. Uh, It, you know, there's there's a lot of holdouts uh, that need to need to be confronted in terms of why are you opposed to Jim Jordan and and stay in the fight. So um, I have every confidence in the Jordan people to bring this home. And it's, it's curious, I was actually going through your Twitter, which people should follow after the break, but um, you had flagged what we would call probably a, a buried lead or saying the quiet part out loud in the Washington Post, their big piece about how uh, Jim Jordan is not going to become speaker, but it's uh, Representative Jayapal, and I'll, I'll read the quote in reference to the potential of, you know, coalition government, coalition governance. I'm waiting to see what the assurance assurances are around power sharing. What do we have to ensure what happens here reflects the fact that Dems are essentially governing this body? I don't know about you, but I don't think the war room posse and Republicans work so hard to get the majority in 2022 to make sure that Democrats have uh, the ability to, quote, govern uh, the House of Representatives. I'm curious, first of all, your thoughts sort of walk us through that, but also conversely, um, why are House Republicans specifically in that, you know, 22 fact, 22 member faction so upset that average everyday Americans are calling their offices or actually yeah. uh, doing their jobs as patriotic citizens? You know, all you need to know, right? is that the lobbyists are are against Jim Jordan and for Patrick McHenry, right? And who is for Jim Jordan? The American people and people who are calling in across the country. And I would urge your your viewers to call the Capitol, call their members and urge them to vote for Jim Jordan tonight. Okay, not tomorrow, not next week, tonight, because this needs to get done now. And you're right. You know, these breaks and, you know, looking to to work through, uh, I'm glad that Jim Jordan Again, he's a unifier, 
right? He's a fighter, but he's a unifier, and he wanted to meet with these 20 and or 22 and want to find out what their what their concerns were, right? So he's trying to do that. Some of them are refusing to meet with uh, Jordan, apparently, which is outrageous. So my view is you need to keep the pressure on. Again, going back to it's a long time ago, but it's one of the greatest victories in the past 100 years was getting Justice Thomas confirmed. And we went out to the, the southern states and to those Democrats. You know, I think it was 11 Democrats voted for, for Justice Thomas uh, in his confirmation. And those were a lot of Democrats in the South who heard from their voters that they want Justice Thomas confirmed. So, you know, long time ago, but a great, great victory. That's the template and that's what needs to happen now. There's no other choice, okay? And they should keep voting until they have a speaker, not a speaker pro tem, not a, not a, 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 a speaker light or whatever you want to call it. They need to have a speaker today uh, to, to, to get back to work and protect the American people. Because right now, right, the Democrats are gonna be run, are running this joint. They run the Senate, right? They run the executive branch. They're coming after the Supreme Court, right? One of the great defenders, okay? And I testified a couple times at Jim Jordan's um, invitation is, is the attacks on the Supreme Court. And Jordan has been the most effective defender, in my view, on, on defending Justice Thomas, on defending Justice Alito, on defending the Supreme Court. That's what the Democrats are coming for. That's what's at stake here is when you do this coalition government, right, in, in, in the House, it could turn into that they're gonna somehow open up an inquiry into the Supreme Court, which is what the Democrats wanna do. That's the last bastion to protect our liberties today. And that's what these 20 holdouts are putting at risk. And it needs to end. Voters need to, to, to make sure they know that this is what they want, because that's the way our American system works. And so, you know, Jordan's, in my view, a great conservative. He's got a fantastic record. He's a fighter. He does terrific oversight. There's no substantive reason to oppose Jim Jordan. OK, he's a he'll be a great speaker. Everyone needs to come together now and vote for him. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you on social media, go to the center. Uh, where can they go to get all of that information? Sure. Um, at Mark Paoletta, M-A-R-K-P-A-O-L-E-T-T-A uh, is my Twitter handle. And um, I have a website, markpaoletta.com, which has all my op-eds. I write a lot on these sorts of things. Uh, and you can go to the Center for Renewing America, where I'm a senior fellow. Uh, but thanks very much for having me on, Natalie. Thank you so much, Mark. Have a good one. Thanks. How about this? Imagine if Democrats and their establishment Republican counterparts control the House. What's to stop them from introducing legislation that would increase the lawfare and election interference, probably ban Trump from the ballot? You know, the Senate would probably pass it. Just putting that out there. But we're going to pivot a little bit away, although, of course, as you know, all things are interconnected, uh, at least under the Biden regime. No conspiracies, no coincidences. But um, Darren Beatty is joining us, my fellow U Chicago graduate. Thank you. Um, I would love to get your thoughts. I saw a, as you would call it, probably white hot story popped on Revolver News a few days ago that has to do with their senior director for intelligence programs over at the White House and his uh, interesting, will be euphemistic, but his interesting background of course, in the context of everything that's been going on with the Biden regime and the infiltration from the Iranian government, Robert Malley, and, and a bunch of other people. So, Darren, I'll hold you through the break, but if you want to start walking us through that story. Absolutely, Natalie, and always a great pleasure to be here. And you're absolutely right. It's kind of a, a scandal upon scandals 
in the Biden administration, we've seen at least draw attention to what in the world has the Biden administration been doing? And it almost seems redundant to point to personnel matters when the president himself can barely um, stand up straight, uh, as we saw in that pretty remarkable video from the plane. So I think that's pretty the first order of business is figuring out how the president can you know get through a day without you know, soiling his diaper and standing up and so forth, where, you know, it's getting greedy to expect to actually have good personnel who, you know, God forbid, would put America first. But this story in Revolver News that you mentioned, and it is indeed white hot, it's been white hot for a while, is about a certain official, senior intelligence official within Biden's NSC called Mar Bitar. And... Uh, uh, he drew some controversy when he was, here's a guy with a demonstrated history of pretty extreme Palestinian activism. He was a member of the Students for Justice for Palestine group, and we've seen a lot of chapters of this organization effectively celebrating the recent Hamas attack on Israel, which gives a sense of how extreme it is. This isn't just a group saying, we want peace. This is a group that actively celebrates terrorist acts and is at the very least adjacent with um, you know Hamas and some of the more unsavory elements. And this guy was not only a member of it, he was a senior member. He was an executive member of this and helped to host various conferences uh, and such. And when this came out, of course, you know, I got to kind of give them credit for this, that they stand up for their own. There was a big controversy over this. A lot of conservative media outlets were calling attention to this guy, which a lot of people have sensed for. Biden stood strong. He didn't fire him. That is a lesson that you don't need to fire people in the face of media accusation. In this case, accusations are true. And you certainly don't need to do it when these are false. So just a word to the wise with it for future Republican administrations. Um, but this guy, in fact, you know, he's given a senior role and he has a lot of interesting associations. So like a lot of these people, the networks, you have to look at the networks. He goes and Darren, back to the I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you there because we gotta we gotta jump to break. I wanna hold you through. We won't bury the okay. lead. And Darren, you're usually always correct, but I have to uh, humbly suggest it's not the Biden administration, the Biden regime, and frankly, from a personnel perspective, they're proving that they're very deserving of that moniker because they're quite literally staffing uh, this regime with people who are linked to some of the worst regimes across the entire planet. We'll be right back after this break. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. 
But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898. Text it right now. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Well, they say personnel is policy, so I guess that also means bad personnel is bad policy. And in the case of the Biden regime, corrupt personnel is corrupt policy, which is why it's so important now more than ever that you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the end of the dollar empire, the fourth installment, read it, talk to Philip Patrick. He's quite nice. I think I met him at CPAC about a year ago. Very smart guy, Birchgold, great people, great group. Like I said, you got to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the end of the dollar empire. But Speaking of the end of empires, we got Darren J. Beatty joining us to discuss truly horrific personnel or maybe intentionally horrific personnel decisions coming from the Biden regime. So, Darren, I'll, I'll let you pick up where you left off. You can finish that story. And then I'd love to sort of go on the more macro level in terms of who really is running this show when it comes to the Biden regime. Indeed. So the story here is one of Mar Bittar, which you know, goes back a long way to his history with the Students for Justice in Palestine and a leadership role, a lot of unsavory associations going back to his graduate years. And then his career after that was something of a rogues gallery of associations. He worked for a brief time at the um, State Department, um, uh, where he crossed paths with none other than Norm Eisen, whom he befriended, and Eisen, who we told the story of Eisen, the color revolution architect against Trump, uh, who basically wrote the lawfare playbook that was used to undermine the Trump regime at every angle. Um, he celebrates Bittar, in addition to being um, a Palestinian Palestine sympathizer in foreign policy was actually the chief counsel to Adam Schiff in the impeachment of Donald Trump. So it shows how these people's nefarious influence can span both foreign and domestic policy. In that respect, he's quite analogous to uh, Norm Eisen, who's caused a lot of destruction in both foreign and domestic policy domains. So he crossed paths with Norm Eisen at the State Department. He, in the Obama NSC, where he had the Israel-Palestine portfolio, imagine that, a guy who's uh, you know, a, a member of Students for Justice for Palestine gets the Israel-Palestine portfolio under Obama, and guess who he crossed paths with there? None other than Rob Malley, the guy who's recently come under scrutiny. It's still not a story that's been fully told. If people haven't heard this, look into it. He's a guy who mysteriously 
mysteriously had his security clearance revoked. He's on leave. Biden appointed him to sort of re-engage the Iran deal. And, you know, think about it. You know, it's one thing for Trump, you know, they'll do anything to go after him. But for a favored royal Obama-Biden official to have his security clearance revoked, just imagine what that actually takes. Just imagine what he had to have been doing to have his security clearance revoked. And this is a guy who comes from a very interesting family. Incidentally, he went to school in France as a kid, um, and his classmate was Anthony Blinken, <laughs> the current uh, <laughs> Secretary of State. So the, the sociology of this is absolutely fascinating. We don't have time to get into all of it, but um, Mali's parents were sympathizers of the FLN in uh, in Algeria. So there are a lot of tracing of these kind of radical MIDI sympathizers on the left is you know, a fascinating endeavor in its own right. But long story short, Bitar crossed paths with Mali and Mali is enthusiastic. He's over the moon when he hears that, oh, Biden's, that Biden is putting him in a top role in the NSC. And so that's just yet another association. So between Bat Mali, between Students for Justice in Palestine, um, between Norm Eisen, this guy is at the center and really the intersection a lot of, of a lot of nefarious networks, both foreign and domestic policy. And he's sort of re-upped in our consciousness due to the fact that Biden seems to have bungled this latest Mideast disaster, and people are bringing renewed attention to the disastrous personnel decisions which accompany the Biden regime's disastrous handling of the recent geopolitical uh, chaos in the Middle East. I think the only connection that could probably make the story crazier would be if he had attended Goucher College, but something tells me he, uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't dare go there. Um, but Darren, I'll probably keep you through the break because real quick, I, I do want to, you to uh, address the Douglas Mackey case and the sentencing. Mm. But I'm just I'm just curious because, you know, when you take a step back and this Robert Malley story really is important, not just the timing of it, but the significance. But that, you know, his his counterpart, the liaison was the senior Pentagon official. And it just came out, I believe, yesterday in the free beacon Um that she's actually keeping her security clearance after they conducted an internal review. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing stuff that I really think evidences the case that we've been making here on the show, that it's not incompetence. Um, it's intentional. Um, so particularly in the paradigm of, you know, what transpired in the middle East, you know, do you think that it was an intelligence failure that led to this? Or do you think there actually are bad actors conspiring here in the United States that want to see the continued ascent of Iran and the geopolitical axis uh, that exists between them and China, North Korea, Russia, um, and all of their, you know, Belt and Road proxies. But what exactly do you think, you know, is sort of fueling the fire here? Is this sort of case closed? It's intentional? It's not incompetence? Well, there's no question that Mali and his network are Iran sympathizers, worse than sympathizers, one could, I think, comfortably say collaborators who are very much interested in normalizing relations with Iran and bringing Iran back into the into the fold, um, which is, you know, not 
advisable policy from America's point of view or really from from anyone's point of view other than Iran and other nefarious actors. But uh, as for whether this particular attack was something on the radar that they didn't warn about, I mean, that's that's harder to say. Um, that's a more kind of granular uh, question because it's unclear whether Iran benefits from this attack on the end. It's, it's you know, we have to see how it plays out. And there are people who say, um, you know, that, that Bibi may have, you know, let it happen in order to enhance or solidify his own political position. So there are a lot of theories out there. It is very bizarre to me that this could have happened given Israel's capacity for security. It's, it, it, it doesn't take um, a lot to secure that area, which is normally secure. And so I think ultimately that does require some explanation, but it would be premature to say, oh, the Biden people knew this or, you know, Israel knew this, but it does certainly raise questions. And in terms of the broader strategic trajectory, it's absolutely the case that Mali and his network are beyond Iran sympathizers, they're collaborators. And you mentioned this woman who didn't have her security clearance revoked. That just reinforces my earlier question. Imagine what Mali had to do to get his revoked. Given his, his status as a favorite of the Obama-Biden regime, royalty due to his what his family, his very prominent family, for him to get his security clearance yanked, um, he's got to do something pretty bad, like, you know, beyond Hunter Biden level in the geopolitical <laughs> arena. God knows what he was doing to get this revoked. Well, you know, it's not a surprise that there would be so many foreign collaborators, or I guess that's maybe too euphemistic a term, you know, traitors, people engaging in treason against this country in the Biden regime when you have Hunter Biden, the poster child, uh, for doing all of that with America's, you know, sworn enemies like the Chinese Communist Party, uh, I guess it gives the green light, right? If the president's son can do it, then I guess Robert Malley can too. Darren, I'll let you start, but uh, give us the latest, you know, a, a stark juxtaposition between those who are with the regime and those who are against it. You get to keep your security clearance if you're uh, leaking secrets to Iran, but apparently you go to jail for several months if you post memes uh, against Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it's remarkable. So we've been covering this case for a long time, and I think most War Room listeners by now are well-educated on this. But there is a guy, Doug Mackey, who at the time was basically you know, just a kid, a young guy um, in the 2016 election cycle, and he was having fun on Twitter. He did memes, jokes, satire, one satirical tweet that he not even he didn't even make the tweet. He just shared the tweet. He didn't make the meme. He just shared it. Um, and it was mocking Hillary Clinton. And um, the Biden's, Depart Biden's Department of Justice used an innovation on some old statute that was originally designed to prevent the Klan from physically preventing African-Americans from voting. They sort of reimagined, so, so to speak, this statute in a way that sort of attempts to codify the disinformation scam into criminal law and saying that this satirical meme, which is the joke of saying, don't, you don't need to vote, just text the number, which no one really believed. And incidentally, the government was never able to prove that a single person was actually deceived by this and ended up not voting as a result. But notwithstanding that, they use this innovation 
um, and, and the law called conspiracy against rights, which is actually one of the same charges Trump now faces. Trump is the second time that it's been used in this fashion. So in a weird way, the Doug Mackey case was a kind of trial balloon legally, which was maybe unfortunate for Mr. Mackey because it meant that he was sort of from the political side of thing, his fate was hitched to Trump's. And if the judge was, you know, you know, re- reasonable about it, that would have maybe implications and for the Trump case Darren, in terms of that law. Hang, hang on, because we got we to gotta jump to break, but I'll, I'll hold you through. Remember, I always said the buried lead of that Hillary Clinton now viral clip where she calls for the formal deprogramming isn't so much that she's calling for the formal deprogramming, but it's that she's calling the emphasis on formal. In other words, the informal kind of secret clandestine deprogramming of America has already begun. And I think this Doug Mackey case is a prime example. We'll be right back after the break. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Welcome back to the War Room, talking about the Doug Mackey case really puts into perspective the weaponization of this government against the American people. So you can be sure that they're not looking out for you or your finances, which is why you got to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to take your financial future and everything you're doing in that regard into your own hands. So you're not beholden to the lies or frankly, the policy and personnel, as Darren is so eloquently exposed, of the Biden regime emphasis on regime. Darren, we've got to let you go because we've got Dr. Wolf, Ginger Gates, and I think Mike Lindell uh, joining us in the last few minutes of this show. Uh, but Darren, real quick, I hear you're working on some good stuff over at Revolver.News. Where can they go to find that? What's the story? And where can they find you on social media? Big pieces brewing. Big pieces brewing about the refugee resettlement, the recent call by some to settle Palestinian refugees, the people who would be doing that are beyond what you could possibly imagine. So we have a major piece on this coming up soon. We're covering all the issues 
relevant and more. That's revolver.news. We're white hot as always. Check us out, revolver.news. I'm on Twitter at Darren J. Beattie, and we're on Getter at Revolver News. So thank you so much, Natalie. He is a must follow, and I look forward to getting ridiculously scared about the evil, deranged people who are going to be running that policy if it does indeed come true. As you guys remember, we had Representative Ogles on the show yesterday talking about the legislation that he introduced to prevent that nightmare from ever becoming reality. Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Now, I think we have Dr. Wolf. As you guys know, she's a good friend of the show probably one of the largest foes of Anthony Fauci and what is the biopharmaceutical medical industrial complex that exists in this country. And I understand that you obtained some really alarming emails through the Freedom of Information Act request um, that has to do with the negative side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine, most egregiously um, on children and young adults. So if you could walk us through that, I'm sure the audience would appreciate it. Sure. It's it's absolutely shocking. Um, so, you know, in addition to our 3,250 uh, doctors and nurses and scientists, volunteers, war room, daily clout volunteers um, working on the scientific side of the Pfizer documents, we also have 250 volunteer lawyers. And one of these is Ed Berkovich, and he has FOIA'd um, anything, any mention of myocarditis by the CDC. And the last time I was on uh, War Room, I shared that there's a whistleblower at the CDC because in addition to the pages that he had asked for, he got 46 pages that he hadn't requested um, that showed that, in fact, the White House communications team was freaking out at the highest levels in April of 2021 because news of blood clots and heart damage had reached them. And instead of coming clean with the American people, pulling this injection off the market, they looped in Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, Dr. Walensky, and created a script, 17-page script, their word, which is wholly redacted um, to keep everyone on message and and downplay um, these dangers. And in fact, as you recall from 2021, uh, rather than pulling this injection off the market, they doubled down and they mandated it. That was the year they mandated it. Well, there have been additional FOIA um, productions, is I guess what it's called in FOIA land. And this tranche of emails is even more shocking. Um, and it's report 89 on uh, Daily Clout. FOIA emails reveal highest level leaders at White House, HHS, CDC, NIAID, AAP, which is the American Association of Pediatrics, all knew COVID vaccines linked to myocarditis, specifically teen myocarditis, yet publicly covered up the findings. So this is the third release of documents from Ed Berkovich's FOIA. It's 131 pages. And Amy Kelly has done a masterful job there uh, kind of explaining what's going on with these top-level leaders at these agencies, um, March through May of 2021, uh, colluding and conspiring to hide the harms of teen myocarditis specifically from the American people. And I guess to me as a former political consultant and former White House spouse, what is incredibly important, a couple of things are very, very important. One is Dr. Rachel Levine, Assistant Secretary for HHS, for Health at HHS, it seems to be running the show. So it seems as if uh, all the front people like Dr. Walensky 
are taking direction from Dr. Levine. Um, Anthony Fauci is CC'd, Janet Woodcock is CC'd, Vice Admiral Vivek Murthy, David Kessler, all the key players are CC'd. But additionally, there is a template, um, and this is so significant, that is designed to uh, raise up um, information from these conversations to POTUS. And it says to POTUS. So that is stands for everybody, President of the United States. So this would suggest very strongly, because in this level of communication, you don't create a template to surface insights from communications for POTUS, unless you are getting the insights for the, from the communications to POTUS. The last tranche just showed that um, the White House uh, communications team was directing the action of the cover-up. This shows that President Biden probably received this template designed for him to receive this information, that all these people wow. uh, colluded in, in essentially discussing and populating. Other key moments that you guys have to take a look at, they, they just went through and redacted, erased critical um, evidence of the dangers or the relationship between heart damage in teens and vaccination. For instance, myocarditis email to all these people for awareness, they deleted investigating and, the, and, they, and they went on monitoring report of myocarditis and they deleted the words after vaccination. Like there's just a strike through. You can still read it, but the people who received this email, all these top officials leading all of our public health government agencies were supposed to not say the words after vaccination in relation to myocarditis. They weren't supposed to say the words investigating these reports. There's a strike through. Uh, it's not even a redaction. It's a strike through. I'm going to skip ahead. There's all kinds of evil, evil. Basically, you'll see, you know, conspiring to hide and cover up um, the evidence that all these uh, public health officials are being confronted with, that teens are getting heart damage from these injections. And you'll see that the American Association of Pediatricians had a call um, with these people. They did it on the phone rather than by email, so there's no paper trail. Uh, I am well aware that that's what, you know, White House level officials and senior level officials do when they don't want a paper trail. But the AAP warned them that myocarditis is not mild, it's not temporary, it's very serious, it can be fatal, and it requires the whole family of the teenager to have ongoing medical monitoring of their child's heart. Well, this was not um, presented to Dr. Walensky, Dr. Levine, Dr. Fauci, and brought to the American people when this was brought by the top pediatricians in the land to our, our health leaders. Rather, they covered it up. And you'll remember in all of 2021, wow. when the issue of teens and heart damage surfaced, they said it was mild and it resolved. The last thing I'm going to call people's attention to is a, an email from Dr. Walensky while all these people are discussing the very, very serious subject of teens' hearts being damaged by this injection, that all that year they were pushing parents of teens to give their teens, um, someone brought to Dr. Walensky uh, information about Paul Offit, who's kind of cute, and Dr. Walensky responded, in a communication of teens getting injured, we don't have a ton more to share, but I do know the SHOs, I don't know what that means, are interested in being looped, looped in. 
dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. I've never met Paul, dash, just an admirer from afar, blushy, smiley face. I'm here to help and really grateful for all your misspelled are doing. So while the most senior people in the land uh, tasked with our public health in the middle of what was represented as a major national crisis that required lockdowns and forced injections of everyone, including you know schools mandating teenagers to be injected. They were being told by pediatricians at the highest levels, including POTUS, it appears, that teens were, get, were having their hearts damaged in serious, medically compromising ways. They conspired to cover it up in these emails. And Dr. Walensky took time on your dime to send a flirty emoticon to someone who brought up um, Paul Offit to her. That's what was happening in, in the, the, the offices of our national leadership during this public health crisis. Well, when they mocked and ridiculed you for not trusting the experts, I'm, I'm sure you're probably pretty confident in, uh, in that decision and that move. Unfortunately, Dr. Wolf, I got to let you go. But first of all, tell the audience where they can find you and follow you. But more importantly, or I would say equally as important, where they can find this story and go to Daily Clout and get all the latest stories that you guys are working on. Absolutely. Thank you, Natalie. Come to dailyclout.io, and this is Report 89. And the last two reports are really you know, stunning. Um, and also Facing the Beast, my new book, which tells the story of my journey with you all over the last two and a half years is out now. Um, so you can order that. And it also tells the story of what the war room accomplished with Daily Clout in bringing this incredible truth to the American people. Thank you all. Thank you, Posse. Thank you so much, Dr. Wolf. Thank you, Natalie. Now, only in the war room can you get all the news of the day with that level of analysis and expertise, but you also get, and this is the reason why you guys probably enjoy or maybe don't enjoy when I host, but we're going to get into an issue that we probably wouldn't cover if Steve were hosting today, but there was a pretty big story released uh, by CNN not too long ago, uh, sort of made its way to the social media. Uh, Twitter trail became viral, but going on now with Victoria's Secret, they sort of dropped their whole wokeness act in favor of pursuing what they call sexiness. Uh, I think it's a, a prime example of how when companies go woke, as the old saying goes, they go broke. Uh, but joining me to discuss this is someone who's been on the show before. I know we may have differing viewpoints on the Barbie movie, but is a good friend of mine, uh, Ginger Gates. Now, Ginger, we got about two minutes before I have to jump to break. I'll hold you through. But real quick, before we get into sort of the broader ramifications of this, you know, what exactly has Victoria's Secret been experiencing as a result of their sort of remake and the image of being a brand? But more importantly, why should people in the Warren Posse care about this story? Well, thanks for having me on, Natalie. And I know we've uh, talked before about how we kind of relate on the different health trends and whether that's beauty or fitness. But I think this Victoria's Secret uh, kind of narrative is really showing that capitalism can be the way out of something that the uh, social side just doesn't agree with. And so I don't think that we would be harsh on, you know, men that have their fantasy football teams and say you can't have those because it's not real. Um, we should be able to have our fantasy, you know, bra at the runway show. And so I, I applaud the owners of Victoria's Secret to say we know we have to steer in the right direction. And I will say personally, I'm optimistic. And I'll walk you through after the break kind of the original story and thought behind Victoria's Secret and why it's actually very meaningful to, I think, a lot of young women. So 
I know a lot of viewers here may not be the ideal uh, client, but I want to share the story because I think we might be able to see a 360-degree turn if they're able to do this right and they capture that market and truly brand loyalty that they had. So let's dig into that. No, it's, it's really an important story, especially with all the discussion going on about femininity, what it means to be a woman. Of course, the age-old debates of feminism versus you know gender roles versus what we should really be looking for, what it means to be a woman, since in today's America, you can't always define what exactly it means to be a woman. Now, I know we like to have Matt Gates on this program a lot, but I, don't tell anyone I know her on live TV, I think Ginger Gates is the person to have on to discuss this issue. Warren Posse will be back after this break. We've got Ginger Gates, Mike Lindell. He has some great new discounts for you guys. Uh, promo code War Room is always. And in the meantime, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the latest installment of the end of the dollar empire. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon and support a company that actually believes in America. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Let me repeat, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn Story and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left, without funding people that hate you. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R-I-O-T, 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to The War Room. We still got Ginger Gates with us to discuss, I would say, one of the most pressing news items of the day, which is, of course, Victoria's Secret. Um, But no, Ginger, I mean, in all seriousness, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, because, you know, through the lens of what Victoria's Secret represents to women, first sort of the juxtaposition with how I would say the mainstream media has made it sort of demonized the brand, right, in terms of traditional femininity, what women can aspire to be. Uh, versus, you know, body image, body positivity, that whole movement, they've sort of always been clashing. Um, But, you know, really analyzing it through the lens of a company seeing that going woke didn't work, it was not financially feasible. Do you think that this represents sort of a, I'll call it a white pill, but, you know, a, a moment of optimism for Americans to see that maybe these corporations will drop the woke act if you just don't support them? Yeah, I think it's really two things. I think it's two parts. I think the first part is clearly the marketing on this, people are just not buying. It is not, they're marketing to a customer that they don't have. So I know they need to figure that out. And while the media is trying to spin this in a way that's 
pitting women against each other saying it has to be, you know, feminism or a feminist. I just I just don't think that narrative's true. So that's the first part is the marketing they need to solve. Um, the second part is I think that if they go back to the roots, they actually had a brand loyalty, unlike we've uh, really seen in the industry where you weren't just buying their um, their intimates, right? As, as I grew up as a tomboy. So kind of thinking about, you know, what that looked like transitioning into womanhood and it's, you know, some unique feelings and being with a brand that's kind of there from your, you know, first training bra into your now swimwear line, then loungewear, then regular clothes. I mean, it's something that you almost feel like you grow up with. So I think that's why there's kind of an emotional connection with their previous, you know, target customers and why maybe you see so much focus on this brand specifically. So like I said before, I'm optimistic that they'll come back, but they do have to make some changes. And I think from a business perspective, um, they're calling out that they need to make these changes. And I just encourage everyone, I always think voting with your dollars is is the best way to go. So whether you're you know, moving from one state to another because of taxes, whether you're buying certain things that you kind of align with the mission behind that brand, um, I'm a big uh, proponent of voting with your dollars. Ginger, I wish we could do an hour-long special on this. And, of course, the fact that Sweet Green went seed oil-free. I think that's a, a big news item that people should be paying attention to. But we got to let you go. we got a few minutes left. we got to get to Mike Lindell. He has some new offers for the War Room Posse. So, Ginger, I know Matt likes to come in hot on Twitter, or Congressman Gates likes to come in hot on Twitter. But I think you come in even hotter. You have some great takes. If people want to follow you, uh, get to, I was going to say support your work, but probably not that, but if people want to follow you, uh, where can they go to get you on social media? They can follow me at Ginger Gates on Twitter and Instagram. And I will say thank you, Natalie, for having me on. I know this is not news of the day, but it's important <laughs> to talk about. So, um, I'm still rooting for Matt too, always. So thank you for having both, both on. It is. And next time you come on, we will duke it out over the Barbie movie. That was the last time she was on. She was <laughs> slamming the film, which I respectfully disagree, but I digress. Ginger, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Natalie. Now, Mike, I think we have a clip uh, that if the studio wants to roll, we can play. Everyone at the War Room Posse, we just want to quick get on here and thank every one of you for your great support. And, uh, making uh, my pillows and you're keeping everybody uh, working and keeping the factory busy. God bless you all. Thank you. I love that video. It's a very populist approach to uh, advertising yeah. and marketing. So Mike, if you want to yeah. walk us through what exactly we're seeing, the deals you have for the War Room Posse. Yeah, well, I was thinking the War Room Posse, we've got the factory up to 100% capacity now, and they're, we're making the MyPillow 2.0 today. I was down there doing commercials. We did five new commercials today. We just got done about a half hour ago, and um, we have put all the specials up for the War Room Posse uh, before they're even going to hit the commercials, and they're lower priced than the commercials, some of them. One of them is our new six-pack towel sets. Um, I think we got a, a, um, a, there it is right there. Look at all the colors, everybody. We put these out for $29.98 to the War Room Posse. You can call 800-873-1062, or you can go to MyPillow.com, use the promo code War Room. Remember, these are towels that work. Six piece sets of towels, $29.98 with the promo code War Room. And uh, we uh, well, and they all just came in. These are brand new colors, brand new. So they're awesome. And then we have the My Pillow 2.0. 
This is one that's kept that you've all responded to because this is the one we make. 100% made in the USA. The MyPillow's patented fill with the cooling technology. They're $39.98. These are on sale too for the queen size. King size just $5 more. And then I want to show this quick. All the slippers, we just did the slipper commercial. All these new styles, sizes, wide sizes, long sizes, women's, small sizes, sizes we've never had and styles we've never had. But we're putting them on sale for the War Room Posse, $39.98. The commercials that come out, they're going to be on sale for $49.98. So this is extra savings for you all at the War Room Posse. We've got the kitchen towel saving 25%. But we've got over a hundred or over two hundred and thirty products on sale right now at my pillow. So if you think you've looked at them all, we have blankets, we have couch pillows. One of the things I love about my couch pillows, I have, and you know, you have all these decorative pillows on couches, but they're hard; they don't work. You just take your arm, move them off. And uh, but my pillows that are for the couch pillows, they're decorative plus they're with the my pillow patented fill. So if you do want to take a nap, you can take a nap. It's awesome. And then we have all the the roll and go pillows with all the sayings on with God, uh, with God all things are possible. And all, I just want to thank you all. Use the promo code War Room. Go to mypillow.com. You guys have made it possible. We have been attacked in the last two months probably more than we ever have in three years. Because why? Because I'm trying to secure the elections in our country. If you want to learn about that, you can go to lindellplan.com, lindellplan.com. If you want to learn our plan that's going to secure our elections, it's all right there. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. And we got to bounce, but thank you. Promo code oh. War Room. The number's on the screen. And always go to the website. And War Room has a special Little square. Yep. I, I say it's a reward for all the wonderful calls they've been making to make sure that Jim Jordan becomes our next speaker. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you Mike. all. Thanks, Stanley. God bless you all. Thank you. And Warren Posse, thanks for hanging with me. We're expected to see a vote for Jim Jordan later tonight. Uh, unclear when exactly it will happen, but that reporting is coming out from Jake Sherman over at Punchbowl. Um, like I said, the representative behind the temporary speaker resolution has already admitted that he's going to sort of be redrafting that resolution, so it seems like the tides are changing in our favor, but make sure you call. The number is 202-224-225-3121. Have a good one, Warren Posse. For War Room veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. 
Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 